On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to chat with Ryan Maltby from bbqgrills.com. Uh, we had an amazing conversation. I'm not going to tell you guys what this one mind-blowing thing is that we talked about, but something that I, it's one page on their website that if people visit it, 75% of the time they convert. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, so you're going to have to listen to this episode to actually find out what this page was, but absolutely mind-blowing, and I can't wait to uh, run some split tests with this same sort of idea in the businesses that we uh, own and run as well. So you guys are not going to want to miss this one. Hey guys, before we begin, I want to talk to you about how to grow your e-commerce brand in a post-iOS 14.5 world. If you're doing over seven figures in D to C, you need to hear this. Back when Facebook ads were absolutely crushing it and driving massive amounts of revenue, setting up basic flows and sending out occasional email campaigns used to cut it, SMS marketing included. You'd see it constantly and so would we when we were looking at accounts at Mindful Marketing. Brands earning 20 to 45% of their total revenue with email marketing with maybe three to four hours of work a month. And that's because they just set up some basic flows and then silence. But now that the Facebook algorithm has stopped spitting out such ridiculous returns, where do we go? Retention. But it requires marketers to go deeper than simple templated flows and copy and pasted campaigns, which we've seen all the time. It requires actually having a system that increases the LTV of your customers and then actually realizing that entire customer lifetime value in a shorter period of time. And hopefully even seeing a higher LTV. We're saddened to see brands do all the same things with their emails and SMS, and we're sick of auditing agency accounts who simply set up welcome flows and show off how many sales they make. Anyone can set up a welcome flow, abandoned cart flow, etc. That is the simple stuff, guys. The real key in retention marketing is digging deep into your market, copy, offer, your creative, and then pairing that with a strategy that turns one-time buyers into two-time buyers, into three-time buyers, and on and on, just like we've seen at our brands. So if you want to find out exactly exactly how deep our retention marketing strategy goes, book a quick wins call with our team and we will show you exactly how we drive more repeat sales for our clients and hopefully how you can too. Go to mindfulmarketing.co slash quick wins. That's mindfulmarketing.co slash quick wins, all one word. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. I am super excited uh, to be talking with uh, somebody that I've actually been connected with on uh, LinkedIn and just through community uh, for quite a while, Ryan Maltby from bbqgrills.com. It feels a little awkward saying BBQ, I'm going to be honest with you, Ryan. I, I was hoping that I could say barbecue uh, and that would have made me feel like a little <laughs> bit more comfortable, but that's okay. I can get out of my comfort zone uh, every once in a while. So Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Jordan. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on it. Absolutely. So for people who know nothing about you, just tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, what you're up to these days. Yeah. So it all started when I was born in 19... No, I'm just kidding. So basically, <laughs> I uh, I am the owner of bbqgrills.com. We are one of the top internet retailers of outdoor kitchens, barbecue gas grills, you know, patio furniture, fire pits. I mean, you name it that goes in the backyard patio for either an outdoor kitchen space or an outdoor patio. We've got it. Uh, we've been doing this for about a good three and a half years now. And uh, we've taken the business from my last $600 in my savings account to $5 million in overall revenue in a matter of three and a half years. Wow. Wow. Awesome. Awesome story of scale from, from virtually nothing. <laughs> to where you guys are now. So let's <laughs> yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the the beginnings of the business. Like where did you see the gap in the market, Ryan? 
Yeah. So I, um, to kind of go back to kind of the beginning. So I, um, when I was a junior in high school, I'll even kind of take a little bit further than that. So my father actually was a pool and landscape developer uh, in in the East Bay area for quite some time. I mean, ever since I was about two years old. And so, but when I was about, you know, 17, 18 years old, getting ready to graduate high school, he noticed kind of the handwriting on the wall in the 2008 recession that, you know, contracting and pool building was going to kind of go out the window for a little bit. And so he kind of came up with this idea of developing an internet-based business where he would sell barbecue equipment and outdoor kitchen equipment because he was kind of already doing that in his pool business. And so we sat down in my junior year of high school during summer break and kind of mapped out this internet thing and kind of figured out what we could do. And we ended up creating um, at the time what was known as Wholesale Patio Store. And within 10 years, we took that business to $80 million in overall revenue. And uh, it was incredible. It was a great time. And unfortunately, in August of 2018, he kind of wanted to go back to pool business because his business was picking back up. And I didn't really like the direction of where that company was going. It wasn't really my per se of how a business should be ran, to be quite honest with you. And so I had purchased two domain names about three years prior, BBQ Grill and BBQGrills.com. And safe to say that I, I refinanced my first home to afford that purchase of those two domain names. And I just- I was going to say like, even in, in 2018, like those must've been some expensive domains. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had some equity in my home and that was the only way of purchasing them. And I didn't want to do any, you know, I didn't want to sit down and do any payments. I didn't want to, you know, give him a percentage of the business. It was like, no, I'm going to give you full cash for both of them. And uh, my wife at the time really was kind of curious as to like what in the hell I was doing. Like she was like, you know, these are really expensive domains. And I'm like, I know. And I'm going to let them sit in my back pocket for like three or four years. And so in 2018, like I said, the business kind of just went to the wayside. It kind of just, you know, did what it did. It it dissolved is what I would like to describe it as. And I took about a year sabbatical. And in 2019... Sorry, it didn't get acquired or anything at 80 million in revenue. No, no, it did not. Yeah, I just did. It basically just dissolved. Whether or not, I haven't had that discussion with him as whether or not it was purchased. We kind of don't really talk about that business anymore. It's kind of just like Mm. behind us and just like we focus more on other things. But, um, you know, I want to say that it was, I don't know by who, but if it was acquired, it was probably acquired to take over the market share and and the engagement and the overall customer list that was, that was accumulated by that company was, was pretty good. But so essentially after that, I took a year sabbatical, spent some time with the family and learned very quickly that a uh, that an emergency budget really runs out when you're not making money like it's, it's kind of one of those things so <laughs> what are those I was like, like whoa well, like, uh, yeah i was like oh <laughs> that's okay, how that works we're getting kind of close right and so i uh um, yeah I kind of just sat down and, you know, mapped out this whole thing one day of what I wanted to do. And I knew I wanted to get back in the barbecue industry because I just loved it so much. And I'd spent the last 12 years of my my adulthood in that industry. And so I reached out to a lot of the owners and the CEOs and, you know, distributors of the businesses that I knew prior and basically sat down with them and explained to them, you know, like, hey, this is what I'm doing and this is where we're going to go. And they all loved it. You know, like 95% of them loved it. The other 5% hated it, didn't want any part of it. And, you know, it, it, it was what it was. And we slowly started to build this thing called bbqgrills.com. And we launched in uh, November of 2019. We got our first sale in December, which was like the coolest thing ever. There's there's nothing like getting your first sale as a, as a business oh, owner, yeah. commerce owner. And uh, yeah, the first year of business with no advertising, no marketing, nothing, we did a million dollars in overall revenue. And then uh, last year, so, so, we wait, did- just, just one sec, Ryan. I want to talk to your one here for a second. So you did a million dollars yeah. in revenue with no advertising. None. Yeah, we didn't spend a dime on PPC, Google advertising, being advertising, remarketing, social, nothing. So what was the driver? How did you do a million dollars in revenue with nothing? 
So it's really a lot of things, but it really comes down to a few things. So direct traffic was huge because the domain name was so stellar that it immediately just took off. It took off with Google. Like it was like, it it was really shocking to see because I come from the industry. I know how organics work. I know how SEO works. I know how all these things work. And coming from a business that didn't have the best domain name, we never saw direct or, you know, uh, direct traffic as being like a huge accumulator for actual revenue. Well, when I launched bbqgrowth.com, it was a complete like, it was the complete opposite is, you know, direct traffic generates probably about between 75 and 80% of our overall revenue even today. And even back then it was, it was the biggest factor. And so having that domain name just solidified the business. And even further than that, it really provided value for the consumer because it was like shopping for a bicycle at bikes.com right? It's like buying a car from cars.com or like buying shoes from shoes.com. Like you immediately know that, okay, this company is solidified and it's, and it's stellar. So our conversion rate, you know, has always been just absolutely incredible. And so Mm. Even with so our, the built-in you know, trust from the domain, the right domain the kind of gives you that that built-in trust. Absolutely, that's right off the bat. that's yeah, phenomenal. Right off the bat. And so we we took that, and then what we started to do as well is we took it one step further, and we started developing content on our website for things like you know top gas grills and uh, top built-in grills, and started teaching our consumers about things like why venting an outdoor kitchen is so important. And so we started to educate our consumer before they even were shopping with us. So they would come Mm. through our article and education library and would immediately just, you know, they wouldn't be so much impressed, but there would be value there because like, you know, we're all selling the same stuff, right? Like there, there's 10 other guys on the internet that are selling the same exact grill that I'm selling at the same yeah. exact price, right? So from the beginning, it was always a factor of, okay, so what is going to set us apart from these other 10 guys? It's not going to be price. It's not going to be inventory and it's not going to be, you know, images or anything like that. We're all selling the same product at the same price. We're all using the same images that have been given us from the manufacturer, you know, and we're all, you know, doing the same exact specs and, and dimensions and all the stuff. So so the reality is, is that we have to upsell that customer by either teaching them more about that grill than the other company is teaching them or provide them so much excellent service that they immediately want to do business with us, right? Like those mm. are the only two really big factors that differ from us and most other competitors. And so when we started to realize when we came out with these articles and reviews page, you know, we started to teach customers about some of the things that other people were teaching them. It's like we immediately instilled trust in them because like if you could teach somebody something, you immediately provide value for both of you, right? And so yeah. we, we started to do things like that. And uh, it just produced more than enough for us. And so that's kind of where we've tacked on this. And then it was really, really interesting. And I will tell you this, Jordan, and this is something that I've that I've explained to other business owners in private is I was talking with a customer one day, we were doing this massive, massive outdoor kitchen for this customer. It was like a, it was like a between like a 25 and I want to say $30,000 order. And I was going through all the specs. I was talking to this guy, we were on the phone for like two hours. And finally, at the end of the call, he was like, I just want to say like, this is by far the most like intricate phone call that I've ever had with a salesman. And so it's funny that you say that I'm not a salesman, I'm actually the owner of the business. Right. I'm like, I'm the owner of bbqgrows.com. Yeah. I just happened to pick up a sales call to help you. And he was like, dude, that's amazing. He's like, how did you get this domain name? He's like, I, I have to have these questions. This is a consumer. Like, this is a customer of our product. Like yeah. wanting to ask me all these questions and all the business and all the, you know, like he wanted to know about the business. He wanted to know about like what we were doing in revenue, like all of these things, like questions that I would ask somebody, right? Like, cause I want to yeah. know. And so 
I told him like the whole story about our business, about my family, about, you know, my wife and myself taking this business to, you know, seven figures in a matter of a year, organic traffic, you know, doing it for the kids, like providing value for families and just, you know, giving back to people. And he was like, do me a favor and create something on your website called Our Story and literally lay out all of this, lay out all this information, just tell everybody about your story. And I'm yeah. just like, I don't think that's a good idea. And I just don't want to get too personable. And like, that's kind of weird. So I sat on that idea for like two and a half half months. And finally, I forced myself to draft up this huge story on our website talking about everything. We've broken it down by year by year and have discussed all the successes, the pitfalls and everything. Now, I just ran analytical re reviews actually this morning. Of the people that come to our website that view that page, 75% of them convert when they read that page, which is just insane. Absolutely insane. So for me- 75%, you have a 75% conversion when somebody yes. reads that page, a certain amount of yes. that page or just gets on that page? If they get on that page, 75% of the people that have landed on that page have converted their order. So how do you scale that? How do you take that and, and make sure people choose that path? Or is it just the fact that the people who happen to choose that path, that's sort of the last place that they want to go to? Correct. Correct. So what we've done is that page is now on our homepage, right? Mm. Because if like immediately, if I'm like, okay, well, if that many people are converting after they've landed on that page, that page needs to be on the homepage. It needs to have some value there, right? Yeah. Then we've added it to the, the footer on the shopping cart. So when you go to the shopping cart, it actually tells you about, you know, read a little bit about our story, which then opens up a second window that tells you about that page. We've included it on all of our welcome emails. So when somebody goes to our email and they, or somebody goes to our website and they plug in their email address, right? And the email that they get is literally our story, who we are. Furthermore than that, every single newsletter that we send out is is the second blockade of that. So when they like, we'll do like Memorial Day sales or like President's Day sales, we'll list like three President's Day promotions that we're running. And then we yeah. do a our story blockade. And then from there, we do like, you know, some testimonials and some customer reviews. And then we go back into whatever the original main point of that email subject was. So like the whole goal is, is like whatever that, what we're trying to advertise or whatever we're trying to push to, that becomes like the main topic of what we're trying to focus on. Because if there's so much convertible value within that page, immediately we're like, okay, well then that needs to be a like really big factor on how we go about marketing our company. And it's just the funniest thing because like most business owners, when I talk to them, like it's always that personable thing that they oftentimes don't want to get involved in, right? Like they're like, oh, I don't want to put myself out there too much, you know, and I don't want to like, you know, be like that guy that tells you about my story and like kind of tells you about the inner workings. And for me, it's the complete opposite because like when I look at people that I kind of pull value from or pull like information from to help me with my life, I think about them and I'm like, well, the reason why I know them is because of their story, right? Like the reason mm. why I of course, I, I read them. It's like you, you watch like things like, for instance, like I watch, you know, motivational speeches from like Steve Harvey, for instance. And it's like, if you mm. watch his story about being in the Apollo or like sleeping in his car, like yes, all these things, yes. there, there's, there's value. I'm a there, massive right? like, Steve like, Harvey fan after watching right. those videos, right? You're like, right, man, I just thought you were on, I don't know, whatever, like what, what's right. his recent and one? <laughs> but I, now I love him. Everything he does. I'm like, oh, Steve yeah. Harvey. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, it's so funny to me because it's like, you know, there's so much value in just putting yourself out there. Like just putting yourself in this, this like it's taking yourself out of your comfort zone and putting yourself in a position where like, you don't really see yourself being, but there's value there. And so like for us, what I tell a lot of like business owners is like, you know, I'll sit down with them and they immediately want to tell me about their entire story, right? Like they want to immediately mm. tell me,
mm-hmm. me about like where the business came from, the the hurdles that they've overcome, the, the the you know some of the things that they've had to experience, and and all these things. And I'm just like, dude, create something like like put this into a video or put this into you know a, a page on your website. Like let your consumers know right off the bat who they're buying from because if you can produce value before they even purchase from you, that it far exceeds anything, you know. And so it's like when we did that, it just immediately just completely changed the project the trajectory of the business and we just continuously look into doing that i mean obviously that's not like a big deciding factor of why consumers are purchasing products maybe they were already looking at purchasing a product and they just happened to land on that page because it was on the home page like th- there's a multiple of variables right and so like yeah when i say like oh you know 70 to 75 percent of people that have landed on that page ended up converting well that's not to say that they were already going to convert and they just wanted to know who they were buying from right like there's some truth there in that matter but for me it's like if I'm buying from a massive corporation or I'm buying from this guy that started this thing out of his garage and built it with his wife and within three years took it to $5 million and now has these employees and contractors that work for him and they produce value in their industry and are doing these amazing yeah. things, I'm going to be a little bit more like prone to buy from that guy, right? And so Absolutely. like that that's just the whole thing. I think that people really crave connection, right? I, I, I'm, I'm just trying to think of like what what that is. And I think as humans, we really crave connection, even as, as business owners, right? We, we have this myth of like the self-made person, right? Like, Oh, I just like, I just bootstrapped everything and I did it myself. But that's really, I I don't think that's true. I mean, the way that I see the world is like, Ryan, like you and I are connected. Like there's this connection that we're giving each other. And so the fact that like you would share this story, right? Furthers that connection. And I think that's what people are craving. And that's why they want to purchase from people that they know. And they, they're not just buying junk, right? Right. right. Like, right. They're trying to better you're, their you're life. Buying, you're buying $10,000 for You're buying $10,000 worth of product from me. You you deserve the right of knowing who you're buying from, right? That, that's the reality of it. You you deserve to know the story of the owner that you're purchasing this product from. You deserve to know that your purchase is making a huge difference, not just in within your life and providing value and putting something in your backyard that you're going to cherish for years to come but also that you're providing value for not only that business owner, but also his entire corporation, all of his employees, mm. all of the people that he takes care of. That's why like even on my LinkedIn, Jordan, like you'll see me post some personal things about some of the stuff that I do. I do that not to brag or not to sit out and just be like, oh, look what I do for my people. I do that so that people can understand like what we've created extends so much further than myself right? Like this thing is so much bigger than what I have done. Like this thing is, is creating opportunity and value for so many people. And like the goal is to go back to what you were saying is like, I think in a world of fake, people crave authenticity. People mm, crave the sense of like wanting this value because the reality is like everything that we see on TV and everything, a majority of the stuff that we see on the internet is all fake made up BS that's been programmed <laughs> and has been literally scripted. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there are some truth there and on LinkedIn, right? Like you see the same guy posting the same article in the same context, not even changing anything 15 yeah. times across the board. And so it's like, there. it's just for me, I look at the world as like, okay, if I can provide value for this world, I want to at least show authenticity to what I represent so that when people come to support myself and my business and my employees and the people that represent this company, I want them to know where their dollar is going. And I think that they deserve the right for that. 
Mm, I love that, Ryan. Uh, I got to ask you the question I ask everybody who comes on the podcast. What is your secret to scaling? God, that's a great question. I will say that discipline is the secret. I think that it, it's it's not the answer that you're probably looking for. And it's not the answer that most people are maybe even used to hearing. But I think that the, the biggest issue with whatever you're trying to scale, whether it's a business, whether it's a relationship, whether it's whatever, is discipline. It's the reality of doing something when you really don't want to do it right? Like when you wake mm. up and you're just like emotionally just down and we've all been there, right? Like I, I get it, but it's the discipline that is going to force you to put you in a situation that you're not used to being in. And I feel like with anything, when it comes to growth or when it comes to scaling, if you're not disciplined enough to completely change your way of thinking of doing something that you don't want to do, you're going to continuously be stuck in that same exact rut. And mm. I just feel like for me, the only reason why I'm here is because I just have a disgusting work ethic and disciplined mindset. I mean, that that's it. Like, that's the only reason why I've only yeah. made it to this point is because like, there's not much that I don't think I can accomplish. And I'm disciplined to know that when I want to go downstairs and play a new Xbox game, like, let's just just be completely honest. I'm disciplined enough to know that, you know what, if I just put that same amount of time and effort into my business, it's going to increase threefold, fourfold. And yeah. while there's time for leisure, while there's time for relaxation, while there's time for many things, if you're trying, if the main goal is to scale your business and to find success in your business, you have to be disciplined to know that you have to do things that you want, that you don't want to do. So whether that's, mm. you know, going out with drinks on a Friday night, if you ain't got nothing to celebrate, get your ass into the job and get the, get your work done. You know, I mean, that, that's the true and reality of it. I mean, yeah. that, that's just the bottom line. Yeah, absolutely wonderful, Ryan. I, I'm I, what a great answer. Uh, I got three more questions for you, Ryan. I hope that you're ready. Yep. Favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Um, Probably LinkedIn. I like LinkedIn as an app. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about the connections, like uh, at least for me on LinkedIn, it's like, it's the only time, the only place that I really spend any meaningful amount of time because right. there's actual connections there. I've disconnected almost all of my other apps, LinkedIn or uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, all that. I've literally almost deleted all of those apps. I don't even pay attention to them anymore. And I just focused on LinkedIn. I mean, I, I will say this. I'm getting ready to announce a new ownership of a new business that we're getting ready to purchase and take to Marketplace. It kind of stems off of bbqgrills.com. It's cool. going to be absolutely insane. I'm almost as excited for this as I am with bbqgrills.com. And I would have never acquired this domain name or this partnership had it not been for LinkedIn and had mm. it not been for me posting a story about how we hit $500,000 in one month of sales and just the raw emotion of me crying in a corner and my wife filming it because we did this huge thing. I mean, so it's like, there's going back to the authenticity side of it as well as like, you know, being open can provide so many different lanes and avenues for you. And for myself personally, they're the most value that I've ever gotten out of a single app has single handedly come from LinkedIn. Hmm. Love that. Absolutely love that. Uh, second question for you, favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now? I don't really listen to many audiobooks and I've been on a few podcasts, but I don't honestly listen to many. I mean, besides oh, you're, you're not a listener. Hey, hey, hey. No, well, it's hey. all good. We all consume content differently. <laughs> like, I, I honestly, like, I love being on podcasts, but like, I just, I'm like such a busy guy that like, either I'm on the phone or I'm helping my kids or like, I'm with my wife or like, you know, there's so many distractions in life, but I have, I think yesterday was the first time that I actually went for a run instead of going and listening to music. I actually listened to a podcast, which was a little bit different because it didn't really have like the same oomph 
to like get me motivated to like, go up. that extra mile. <laughs> right. And I'm just like, okay, well, like I'm trying to like challenge it, like channel this and like do taking all this stuff. Yeah. But it was about scaling a business, I believe. It's kind of the same topics of what we would describe here, but it was already like reaching that level and then trying to go to the next level. I forget what the book was called. I think it was like 133 degrees or it was a short little like book thing. And I was like really interested in it. It, it came free with my, with a subscription to like audio books or something like that. So it, it was cool. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Last question for you, Ryan. If you could sit down with anybody, they have to be alive. Uh, you can have some coffee, tea, beer, wine, whatever it is. Uh, you get an hour with them. Who would it be? And they were alive? Yeah. God, that's a great question. Who would you Who would you do? Well, I think about mine. Who would you do? Shoot. Mine that, I just, that just came to mind is recently dead in, within the last couple of years. I was thinking about Ram Dass. Okay. Who's that? He's I've never really heard of him. Really interesting. He's a really interesting guy. Uh, spiritual teacher from, he first started out as Richard Alpert. Okay. And uh, was a um, really big into um, LSD and experiments okay. with all of that. Uh, and I'm really down that sort of like spiritual psychedelic path right now. I feel right. like it's like absolutely life-changing. And so right. he brought some Eastern spirituality over into the West. He would have been one of the people I would have loved, loved to talk to. That was the first one that came to mind. No one's ever asked me, Ryan. Thanks. <laughs> If I could sit down with anybody and, and talk to them and they were alive, I don't know. I really don't know. I haven't, you know what? I'm going to get sappy. I haven't seen my grandma in like three years because she moved from California to Idaho. I, mm. I'd, I'd have to sit down with her. She always gave me the best wisdom. I love that woman so much. I'd sit down with her. That's a, gave me the most that's motivation. A great answer. Life, so I'll, I'll take that one. <laughs> it's probably the most meaningful, right? Sit down yeah. with Elon and he's just going to be annoyed that you're with him. Yeah, I feel like I'm just going to take time away from them. I feel like uh, the most <laughs> motivation and the most value that I've ever gotten out of a single person on this planet has been my grandma since she is still alive and recently moved to Idaho. Like I said, she left Sacramento, which we used to see her almost every weekend. I haven't seen her in about three years. And so, yeah, that, that would be the person that I would love to sit down with for an hour and have a cup of coffee with. Mm, Ryan, awesome interview. This just felt like a, a great conversation. Uh, yeah, a couple sure. of uh, <laughs> blossoming sure. friends here. So this was uh, yeah, this was sure. great. I really, really appreciate your time. Where can people find out more about you and connect with you and also uh, BBQ Grills? Yeah, so if you want to check out the website, it's bbqgrills.com. So bbqgrills.com. And uh, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, you can. Ryan Maltby, uh, last name M-A-L-T-B-I-E. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. You but are. yeah, that's that's usually the easiest and most effective way to, to get a hold of me. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for your time today. You're very welcome, Jordan. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Hey, guys. We hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So... If you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.